Need a lot of bands on me, yeah. Need a lot of bands. So I was ready to start recording this podcast episode and I decided to update my computer right before, not knowing that it was going to take an hour and a half. So I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw uh, Wale's Tiny Desk concert from NPR and I was like, you know what, let's let's shoot the shit for 30 minutes, check this out. I didn't realize it was going to take an hour and a half, but I watched the 30 minutes of that show and Wale takes a lot of heat because I've heard from multiple people that he's just not great live. And to be honest, I could see it in the Tiny Desk concert, but putting that aside, he was amazing. I mean, he's a DC guy. He's from DC. And those that Tiny Desk concert, uh, the NPR office is in DC. And he you know, really felt it and really felt that crowd. If you don't want to listen to the whole thing, at least listen to the last like five or six minutes he does on chill and kind of just improvs at the end. And it's fantastic. But anyway, we're here. This is another episode for those of you who listened to the first one. You know, we kind of had a rebrand over the the beginning of 2020. Um, The first episode coming up on Audio Mac and Spotify. I interviewed Brian Zizuk, who is the co-founder of Audio Mac and DJ Booth. It kind of just uh, really took off. They They put us through on the trending charts, and then it's been the top podcast for this week. So, you know, shout out to them. Shout out to Audio Mac, DJ Booth, Brian, uh, DJZ from um, those platforms. And then also a couple more people, shout out to Captured by Timel. He took a couple professional photos. Um, for me, he's located in New York, uh, really helped take the brand kind of and, and reformat it to what I'm going for. For those of you who haven't listened to previous episodes before that, that first episode is kind of what you're going to get. This isn't me just sitting here talking about, you know, reviewing music. It's not just Tory Lanez put out a project, let's talk about it, or uh, the Eminem just put out his project, let's talk about it. It's more of a young artist is going to come in, listen to his podcast, and take away a few things to say, hey, here's what I could do to kind of grow my fan base and take a step forward. I have a lot of plans for this year um, with this first, first episode doing well. You know, keep putting out the episodes, expand on all platforms, keep the content coming, and then hopefully put on a show at the end of the year. Not even hopefully, it's kind of going to happen. Um, and what I'm going to do is, you heard the song in the intro, um, that's from one of these artists. I'm doing a Instagram and Twitter segment called Fresh Out the Barrel, which is just going to be a young artist that I find that I want to you know, promote and show on my pages that kind of show what this is about. They're doing the right things on social media they're doing the right things promoting their music and their music is obviously great so um shout out to airline j who was the first uh fresh out the barrel segment about two or three weeks ago and then david trop who you just heard on the intro as well um he's got his they both have their um kind of like freestyle uh, acapella videos along with the single that i was promoting um, go check that out on 80 Proof Twitter and Facebook, uh, Facebook and Instagram. But at the same time, go follow them. Um, every artist I post, I don't just post them because I need to find another artist. I do it because, you know, that artist, you know, caught my ear and caught my eye once I went on their social media and saw what they were doing. But anyway, on top of being the a place where the young artists can come and listen and take notes. Uh, people are probably wondering who haven't heard before why 80 proof. And, you know, I've kind of had this newfound love for whiskey over the past year, two years. And I've 
you know, just sitting in bed at night thinking about it, you, you see so many of these connections between, you know, my time in, in the music industry and working with artists and producers and managers and, and with record labels. And you kind of see a lot of <laughs> comparisons, similarities, differences, obviously differences between, you know, whiskey and, and, and the alcohol industry and, you know, just having that passion for, for both whiskey and music and using um, those comparisons has been something that's been interesting to me. Again, I just want this to be different. I don't want you to think that like Fabulous is dropping in Summertime Shootout 3 and let me go check on 80 Proof. This is, you know, I'm a young artist and I need to do something and I need to learn what's the next step that's going to get me to get one more fan. And that's what I want you to gain from here. So, you know, with that, these episodes aren't going to be two hours, you know, two and a half hours are going to be 20, 40 minutes and just it's, I, I want you to take one or two things every time you listen. And even if you're not an artist, maybe you're a producer, maybe you're a songwriter, a manager, or maybe you're just genuinely interested in what goes on in music because, you know, you hear a lot of people around, like even in my office when I'm working my regular, you know, nine to five job, there's people in the background talking about the Taylor Swift and Scooter Braun issue. And they're like, you know, I don't really understand what's good with like how, how she didn't have the rights to her music. And it's like, I kind of just sit there and keep my mouth shut, but it's like, you know, it's so much more complex than the people outside of the industry understand. So to talk about it and to, for people that are outside the industry that want to learn, jump jump on board too. But let's get to uh, this main segment of, of the second episode that's available everywhere. Um, what I wanted to do was I wanted to uh, so, something that I've realized with young artists and I've talked to a bunch of them and I've worked with one and we grew and we got signed to a major label and all of that. And one of the main things that pe- that a lot of artists have trouble with is, you know, budgeting for their year of releasing music, right? Like I'm not talking about the big artists or the rising artists who just got signed and got an advance and all of that. I'm talking about the artists who is working a job, whether he's delivering food or going to college or, uh, you know, working a desk job nine to five. You have a specific amount of money that you have to put towards your your artist artistry and your music and your promotion and all of that. And I kind of, from learning these different things and seeing a lot of these artists, I want to teach, you know, again, this is not a hard, firm, this is what you should do with your money, but I want to give an kind of idea on how you should allocate that money because in this day and age where music is coming out every week new artists are releasing music and and the same artist is releasing a song every week you can't put all your eggs in one basket into one single and one album and all of that so I figured the best way to show you and explain that is by comparing it to a cocktail it's a similar type of thing where if you look at a cocktail has a specific amount of ingredients and each ingredient gives a specific flavor or taste to that cocktail and you have a specific amount of allocations for your budget as an artist into the music, into the promotion, into specific things and you need to do put just the right amount of money into each one in order to maximize that money because you're most likely not going to make a profit off that money when you're young. You're going to invest it and it's a long-term investment. So why put money into things that aren't going to help you in the long run. So I'm going to compare the young artist budget for a year to the ingredients into my favorite and most people's favorite whiskey 
classic cocktail, the old fashioned. Need a lot of bands. I've been making plans for me, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been making plans, but I think it got a price on my head top. Friends been acting like the feds now. Mama told me never keep your head down. Yeah, I got a lot of plans, but I'd rather stay inside. So before we begin on the actual yearly budget and things like that, I kind of think of the, you know, long-term investment. And when I think of this, I think of like going to the liquor store and picking out a whiskey bottle and obviously which whiskey you want to get. It, it doesn't, it's not a long-term investment. It's, you know, a few weeks. But when you're an artist, I, I look, of it, look at it this way is if you can invest early into creating a home studio space where you can create every day or every other day or even once a week, and you could do it in the comfort of your home or in the comfort of a friend's home or a producer that you know or anywhere that you can go where you can get that space to be able to produce where you're not having to rent out studio space and put that money and then with that you're 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 on a time limit and you're crunching through and trying to create at a specific amount of time when you find an artist as an artist if you're able to have a space where you could stay up till three in the morning on a Friday night, just in your room or in your basement, just recording. That is such a huge advantage. So I will say the first thing before I dive into the specifics on yearly budgets is if you can get that home studio space, just a computer, a, a speaker, a, any the, the so, any type of software that you feel comfortable using, um, any of the things that you can do. If you produce, then make sure you get everything you need to produce as well. If not, then you know that's gonna come later. I'll tell you what you need to do, but just be able to find a space that you don't have to pay for where you can create your craft. But anyway, let's get into it. The first main ingredients of an old fashioned are the sugar cube, bitters, and orange slice. Now, whenever you're creating an old fashioned, you always wanna take these first three flavors and muddle them together which is kind of just putting them in one of those muddlers and you're kind of just crunching them together to create the main flavor of this drink and i associate that with the actual creative budget the actual creative song that's your song it's a small amount of each ingredient but it creates the biggest flavor so what i say is do not put a ton of money into your creative now, this is not saying be cheap on it, but this is me saying that if you have a creative mindset and you're able to create a song or whatever, a, a beat or anything, create it. Don't go out and look for the big feature that's going to cost you $10,000 or the big producer that wants to, you know, charge 50K for a, 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 a beat or even 10K or even 5K when you're starting young that all matters what you could do is you could find a producer who's young find an artist who you want to feature that's young and rising use these people that want to grow with you they will be more than likely willing to work with you and do a kind of service for service trade where it's like okay i'm a producer on the rise you're an artist on the rise let's work together let's put let's bang out a few songs you know maybe we'll uh, as a the producer would charge the artist you know 50 75 bucks for standard or, or full rights to that song but again you're one creating chemistry with that person two you're not putting yourself in a big hole and three those songs and those beats and those that production more than likely will be more that that producer will be more dedicated into his craft so i'm not saying that getting that big feature getting that big product uh, production wouldn't 
blow you out of the water and, and make you a superstar. But more times than none, it doesn't. And I have a little research to back that up. So if you look all over the internet, you're kind of looking for uh, people I'm sure have always looked up, especially people in music, like what these artists f charge for a feature, right? So I've seen a couple of different things online. So I'm, I'm not going to say that these are standard or set, but one of the first examples I saw was Famous Dex charges $7,000 for a feature, right? Fine. If you are a Famous Dex fan and you've always pictured yourself being on a song with him, that sounds amazing, but $7,000, that puts you in the hole for the entire year. Now, can you tell me an artist that has made it big off of a Famous Dex feature? Because I, I can't. Again, if you're not getting Drake, Drake is the only artist I can think of that actually has taken... Now, I'm not saying cosigns. I'm saying an actual artist puts Drake on a feature and blows up. Do you, can you name any other artist that does that? There's not one. So you're going to spend $7,000 on a Famous Dex feature and the song may get some traction, whatever. It's not going to do it too much. It's not going to help you in your long-term career. Now, if you're making money down the line and you want to get a Famous Dex feature, it's a different story. But when you're starting young and you have to figure out what you need to do with your money, it's so pointless. And I saw a couple of examples of this. There's an artist, Brodinsky, who got a Famous Dex feature and he put out a single with it uh, with him featured like two months ago. It's got 150,000 plays on Spotify. That's not making you money, and it's damn sure not helping you blow up. So, you know, that's one thing. There's another artist, Andy something. I didn't even get his full name. He's got 30,000, 40,000 plays on Spotify with the famous Dex feature. So that's something. And to put that into perspective... You would have to 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 make seven thousand dollars off of a Spotify song just to just to break even, and this is that without production and without any mixing, mastering, anything else that goes into it. You would have to stream that song way over two or three million times to even come close to come close to making that, and that's if you own one hundred percent of your rights. So, just a thought. I've seen things of uh, of numbers of the baby is now charging almost a hundred k for. A, f a feature I've I saw a bunch of singles not even breaking a million streams on Spotify so these artists a lot of young artists seem to think that like oh I'm gonna get this uh blank feature or I'm gonna get this you know 808 production or something and it's like it's not gonna do what it would do in six seven years when you're kind of growing what you need to do now is maximize by working with young artists creating chemistry and building and growing and making that music that's going to sound right without having to feel like you need to form to the sound of somebody who's charging you seven to ten thousand dollars for a feature you want to work with that's young and, and ready and has a great sound that you believe in or a young feature or you're just paying for mixing and mastering things like that put that money into it it's not going to be the most of your budget, but it's going to be the most important because, you you know, obviously you're not going to be big unless the music's right. So you have to be wise with that money, but you also have to use your passion, your creativity more than your budget. The next main ingredient in the old fashioned, and a lot of people may say this isn't an ingredient, but it is one of the most important, is the ice. Use a nice large chunk, like ball or square cube of ice. And the ice is important because it assists in those previous three flavors I just described. You don't want to have warm orange bit and bitters and sugar. So this ice 
cube is going to make this drink that much better because those flavors are going to come out when they're chilled and cold. Now, I relate this directly to an artist, to the posts and content that they put up on their social media throughout the time that this song and 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 or EP or anything is being released and promoted. The content that you put up over the next months, not days or weeks, you can't push a song for a few days, you can't push a song for a few weeks and expect everything to blow up, and if it doesn't blow up in two weeks, you're done. You need to put have months of content ready to go, and maybe not ready on the, on the moment, but kind of have a plan of months of of content that you could put up to promote this now this could be like anim- little short animated clips of videos or you know messing with the cover art uh, when, I, when I was working with Universal with the artists that I was uh, managing they would always just send the cover art and you've seen this probably from your big artists because they do it with all the major artists at the labels the cover art is kind of just they, they give it a little graphic so the cover art kind of moves so if you're the person in the, if, the, if, if the artist is a picture in the cover art he's kind of just like moving a little bit that doesn't do it either. Create content that's going to, and even if you have to pay for someone who edits, and if you don't use uh, Final Cut or Photoshop or any of that, you know, pay someone, you know, 30, 40, 50. Again, and this is something where you could find a someone online who does graphic design or video editing and, and, and someone who's young and, and maybe is in college or just got out of college and you can kind of build with them and build a chemistry and they won't charge you way too much money for one thing. Now, this does not mean create a music video that's going to go on, you know, pay $5,000 for a music video that's going to go on YouTube and get 4,000 plays. I think young artists waste so much money on trying to create a vision of a music video. I get you want to do that, but you're not there yet. Instead, what you should do is, yeah, you create a video, create a, create a three-minute music video, but don't post a three-minute music video. Chop it down into seven or eight short-form clips that are 20, 30, 45 seconds each so that you have content to post every week. You can create a story where your your fans are checking in and seeing the story that you're putting up. And every, every week you have a new 30-second clip that describes something more in depth, whether it's a story you want to tell from the song that's created or anything. But again, doing that is so much more valuable than putting up some long three and a half minute, you know, video online. Your dedicated fans are gonna watch, but not new fans. So, my point here is that this is just like the ice in the old fashion. The content and and putting the money in the content and into the things that are going to attract new fans and actually get that music out if you're trying to attract a new fan they're going to see that 20 30 second clip on you on instagram they need to be drawn in by that and if you're just posting a cover art nobody's going to be drawn if you post a cool animated clip or you post a little story or something interesting that makes the song you know speaks about the song people are going to stop and at least be like oh shit let me just check this out so I think it's very important. I think you want to put way more money into the content than you want to do for the song because remember, if you put money into your content, even if you're not putting it directly into the song, like content regarding the song, maybe you're putting it into taking professional photos, which could be used for press photos, which could be used for multiple singles throughout the year, which could be used for telling a story for all of your social media platforms. You make a music video, it's not really going to be used besides it for anything besides that one single. And when you're ready to move on to the new single, that money's gone. 
Finally, there's the last ingredient, and this is going to be a long one because this is also my most important and also the thing I get the most angry about with young artists um, in terms of their budget. But first of all, let's backtrack. So, you know, first we talked about the sugar, bitters, and, and orange. That gives it that flavor, that taste. That's the song. That's the creative. That's the same thing. It's a small amount of ingredients and a small amount of money, but it's the most important in making sure that you have that flavor, that sound, that when people listen, it's going to pick them up and, and, and want to make them your fans. And when you're drinking that cocktail, it better have that flavor or else it's just going to taste like whiskey on the rocks. So that's important. Then you have the ice, which is a major factor because you need the ice to go along with those flavors or else it's just going to taste like shit if it's warm. And you need that content and you need to put the money into that content that's going to push out your song and your video and your animated video or photography, all of that, that it's going to go into helping that song grow. So you have all of that. Now, someone, most of you are probably saying, where the hell is the liquor? This is the liquor. You add in the bourbon at the end. Now, the bourbon is the most important, but it's only going to make those flavors of this cocktail be enhanced. Again, you can have whiskey with anything. You can have whiskey on the rocks. You can have a thousand different cocktails. But the whiskey, so the whiskey doesn't make the old-fashioned. The flavors make the old-fashioned. But the whiskey gives it that classic, classic whiskey taste. Now, I relate this to, and a lot of artists are going to think much differently, but this is social media paid promotion. We are in 2020. Artists need to stop worrying about getting blog posts, about getting Elevator or somebody, some some blog that doesn't get any traction, that doesn't get any clicks, any impressions to post their song. So they think, oh, if I get this Fader premiere that, you know, 250 people are going to click on, that that means that the song is going to blow up. And if I don't get that Fader premiere or I don't get that Complex premiere, then that means that nobody's going to listen. And to tell you the truth, all of these media companies and all of these platforms are all figuring that out now because none of them are posting premieres anymore besides a few. And those will change soon too. So, sorry, I got off track a little there. I just get very angry with that. The bourbon makes the drink. It doesn't give it its flavor, but it makes it whole and I think it's it's obviously the the most you're using mo- more bourbon than anything else in that drink, and this is why I think you need to use more of your money on s- paid social media promotion. Now, a lot of artists don't understand what to do with this. You put out a song, you post on social media. Who's going to see those posts on social media? The only people that are going to see it are the people that are already following you. So, how are you going to get more fans? You need to use, we have, it's so much different now. We have the tools at our hands ready to be, to, to reach who we want to reach. You could use Instagram and, and Facebook ads to target whoever you want. Let's say you created a song, right? And your inspiration for that song, and maybe your inspiration in general is Bryson Tiller, right? Maybe Bryson Tiller and and. Uh, black are like two of your favorite artists and you're an, you made an R&B song and you know you think that it's it kind of has that sound to, uh, like they do you could go on Instagram you can 
post uh, one of those cool videos, just like your ice and your drink, have that content ready. You could post that with the link and everything, talk about the song and have the song being ready to play. And you could push that song directly to people who are fans of Black and Bryson Tiller. You could target specific people in different regions, whether it's you're a New York artist and you want to get people in the tri-state area, or you're from Atlanta and you want to get Atlanta, or you're from Chicago and you want to get New York and LA people. You could target any geolocation. You could target any age. You could target any interest. And most artists don't even use this, and it's crazy. You could use, you can get so much more out of $50 posting, targeting on your social media pages than you could use get using that $50 to pay for a placement on some stupid blog that nobody's going to look at. It's the most important part of pushing out music at a young age. You see all of these people, all of these artists that blow up on social media, and yes, a lot of it comes with either some you know, quiet investor backing where you know, someone creates a dance video and they put push out, a company pushes out hundreds of thousands of dollars and all of that. And, you know, some of them just blow up like the baby did when he posted those TikToks and everything. But that's not going to happen most of the time. So how do you do this and how do you grow? You grow steadily. You continue to push money into the content that you created, the content you believe in that's based off of the music that you believe in. And that will help you push out and grow fans every time you release a song. And if you release a song once every two weeks, that's plenty of music that's going to get out. And it's plenty of time and plenty of content for you to grow as an artist. And during that time, you're going to keep pushing your old music. You're going to keep pushing the single you pushed out before because you're going to have all the content that you paid for, just like your ice. It's going to matter that much. So to finish it off, to kind of sum everything up on both ends, an old-fashioned is a classic sugar, bitters, and orange muddled together to create that beginning flavor. You're putting ice over it, and you're finishing it off with your bourbon. For an artist, you're putting that small investment into the creative, but you're more importantly using your connections, the young artists and producers that you're meeting, and your home-based studio or things that you, places where you could use that you're not being charged out the ass to record for two hours. You have plenty of time and effort, and that music's going to come out better. So you're using that small investment in there. You're using the content that you created for the push for this song or this EP, and you're creating your videos and your f uh, photo shoots and all of that so that once you, once you push out the song, you can push out all this content that relates to the song. And then after that, you're going to put your most of your money, just like the bourbon, you're going to put most of your money into pushing that content directly to people who are going to be interested in it. It could be anybody that you feel is interested in your music. You could target them at whatever age, at whatever sex, male or female, anything you want to reach out about interests, anything you could reach them using social media, paid social media. It is the most important thing that most artists just aren't using. So that is the young indie artist budget cocktail. This is how a young artist should spend their music budget by comparing it to the classic whiskey cocktail. And if you do want to try the cl classic whiskey cocktail, which is the old fashioned, I suggest you try a little high West bourbon. Use all the flavors I told you. It's a great drink. Get it at a bar. It's a classic drink if you want to have for dinner or at a bar or anything. 
And for artists, just be smart with your money. You're not, you don't have a lot of it as a young artist, and you need to use it wisely because you're not just putting out one or two songs in the entire year because people will not wait for you if you're a young artist. They will wait for the Kanye West. They will wait for the Travis Scotts. They will not wait for you. It's a time where people need to put out music every month at the latest because you need to keep the attention of those people, especially if things start to pick up. And if you have a plan and a strategy and you use the tools at your disposal, you can actually do that. And the most important one is that paid social media production, uh, paid social media. Put five, ten dollars on every post that you push and make sure you do it right. You have a chance to do something. And if you have that much engaging content then you can put more and it'll get people will dive in and be more interested and and will keep up with you and not just listen to a song but actually want to follow you and keep and 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 grow with you and that's all i got thank you like i said these are going to be like 30 minutes i don't want to keep all your time this is perfect for the commute to help you learn something on on a travel for your commute to work um Again, keep checking. This is going to be things that we're going to just teach about uh, about music and about the industry and about whiskey. And, you know, you pick up a few things as a young artist and you move forward and it helps. If it can help you in any way, then I'm happy. Check our social media because I'm going to keep pushing out Fresh Out the Barrel, which is going to be young artists that are doing these things right and that have amazing music and, you know, follow our journey through this we're gonna you know have a lot of exciting things coming up between the episodes between the artists that we're working with and between the fact that we'll be putting on a big show at the end of the year i'm really excited for it um the first episode's been doing amazing it's number one on audio mac and um we're moving on spotify as well and just you know reach out interact with me i'm gonna interact with you if you have any questions um i'll put up some polls and and, and i definitely want to start answering questions that artists have um as we go we should order in and just stay we should order in and just stay skittles carry outside yeah skittles carry outside yeah we should order in and just stay we should order